Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the, uh, let's see here, oh, eighth episode of the Lax Flow Podcast with me, your host, O'Brien Daly. Took me a second there to realize what episode where I was on. Uh, we're uh, getting really into it now, almost at double digits. And for this episode, I thought since it is um, actually uh, November 1st was the uh, start of Native American Heritage Month uh, for the month of November, I thought we'd talk about uh, the history of lacrosse, seeing as that it is um, a Native American sport. Now, growing up in Penyan, we were taught about the history of lacrosse uh, by my uh, coaches, you know, taught us about it and just people in general taught us about it. Uh, but it was a bit on the bare bones side, I'll admit. Um, you know, they taught us basics like what it was used for, like like how it was called the medicine game all that stuff but like I said it was a bit on the bare bones side so eventually you know I looked into the actual history like during high school and like I got actually read articles read a couple of books and you know generally just learn the origins of you know men's lacrosse or just really lacrosse in general now I will say uh what I'm the information I'm giving you guys uh you all um you all listening today is uh, from worldacross.com. Uh, just want to make that clear. So that's my reference to this. Uh, it's worldacross.sport. Um, you know, they're the ones. It's their origin and history uh, page, origin of men's lacrosse page. So I just want to shout out to them, obviously, for making this uh, and basically giving uh, all that, giving us this article. And so lacrosse was lacrosse. <laughs> Sorry, was initially played uh, in the St. Lawrence uh, Valley area by El- by Algonquin Algonquin tribes, and they were um and then it was uh, then they were followed by other tribes in the eastern half of North America and around the Western Great Lakes. Uh, it had been, it's obviously been credited as what like the oldest sport in uh, North North America, and there and some reports have the game going uh early as 1100 AD, maybe even older. And the games were seen as these like major events. They obviously they amassed uh hundreds to thousands of people um in uh like participating. And some reports believe people uh like over 100,000, which is pretty um it's in, that's incredible to think about like and would have been probably amazing to see. Like something like that actually happened, um, and they obviously was like, and this was, obviously they weren't like the fields like they played on. It wasn't like well, obviously what we have now, where it's like this confined space. It was like uh, several miles apart sometimes, like like for how long it was. And something, um, just a quick like thing, uh, the movie uh, I, I mentioned the movie Crooked Arrows um, a couple episodes back about like because and and lacrosse movies and in the beginning of that movie you actually got they gave you like uh, a scene they showed you like an actual like like original lacrosse being played it, at least uh, like they're like a basic idea of it and what I really found interesting about that is that they showed them playing over a massive amounts of field and just like just being open and everything and that would have been would have been amazing to see even now obviously Hopefully, maybe we would be able to see something like that again, but until then, you know, you just can't help but think about it. 
and the rules are pretty simple. The ball was not to be touched by a player's hands, and there were no boundaries. Obviously, that's very much different now. But the no boundary things obviously make sense with it with the fields they were playing on being several miles apart and stuff like that. Uh, the ball would be tossed in the air to indicate the start of the game, and players race to be the first to catch it. So, um, it's not obviously a whole like obviously the players' hands. Obviously, you can't do that now, but um. The uh, balls were actually originally wooden and were uh, then replaced by deerskin. Balls filled with fur and sticks to develop over time to become more, uh, you know, then they got obviously a little more advanced over time. Sticks were made of a number of different things. Uh, obviously, actual the actual stick was always made out of wood. I believed uh, hickory was the main wood used. Uh, netting was made of animal products and with uh, and leather ties. I believe deer sinew was used for netting at one point. Of course, obviously different from the plastic and metal we use now very much so. Uh, and, it, and it's when you look at lacrosse sticks, like old pitchers, it's, a, it's, it's wild just to see just how different they are. Obviously, you have some that look, you, you kind of recognize, like obviously they have like the bit of, it was like a hook with like one side being all uh, tie and uh, deer sinew and uh, animal product. But then also some just look like big fish nets. Some didn't even had like small. Were just small little. I can't even really describe them because I don't know what what like think of something they look like. They just don't look like a look. They just never look like a lacrosse stick sometimes. And I mentioned on uh, my last episode how some like I knew kids who had some wooden sticks. Like the shaft at least was just wooden. They would never. Um, and I've actually known people who have like legitimate old style lacrosse sticks like they were made the traditional way and so on and they're quite something to see and it was pretty amazing to actually hold one at one point now continuing on uh, with the history of the game uh this is the part um we come, like this is the part like where i i learned at one point like i learned from other people like coaches and just in school and stuff and how it was uh what uh, why it was, this game was actually played some obviously played for a number of reasons. Uh, it was considered to uh, toughen up, prepare young people, for, uh, young warriors for war. But they uh, they played it for religion, religious and recreational reasons as well. And uh, but also to he, it was uh, the, like the name it had the name the medicine game because the um, when people played lacrosse sometimes it was played to basically heal the sick so that's where the name came from at least that's what i was told um and then eventually though uh french jesuit missionaries working the saint saint lawrence uh valley in the 1630s uh were the first europeans to see lacrosse being played by native americans and uh one of them named Jean de Brebeuf wrote about the game being played by the Huron Indians in um, 1636 and he and he was the one that he named the game lacrosse and it was believed they named it lacrosse because it basically lacrosse like it was two separate words like French uh, because it looked like um, some lacrosse sticks actually looked like um, oh, like the cross like priests would have or the Pope would use so over time, time obviously passed, and in actually, and in 1834, a demonstration of lacrosse was given by the uh, by Kanawaga Indians in Montreal. And because of this, uh, interest in the sport uh, began uh, began to develop in Canada. 
and then a man na- a Canadian dentist actually Dr. William George Beers w- uh was responsible for founding the Montreal Lacro- Lacrosse Club in uh, 1856. And later he drew up rules, uh, which included reducing the number of players, introducing rubber ball, and uh, like a redesigned stick. And this is where you know some of the modern basis for the game came from. Uh, eventually, uh, in 1860, lacrosse had become Canada's national game. They recognized it as this. And in 1867, an exhibition games were played in, uh, in England. Where, and then, in 1876, Queen Victoria watched a game being played and remarked it that the game is very pretty to watch. Thing is, though, a lot of people find when Canada uh, claimed it as their national game, they did it with in a very controversial way. And the reason it was controversial, at least now, we see it now as controversial, because back then, obviously, they, they wouldn't have... They, wanted to like distant it from it the uh its original like beginnings and basically uh victorian canadians remarked it as lacrosse should be viewed as a symbolic torch passed from the noble savages of primitive canada to modern progressive gentlemen of a nation state and they kind of wanted to take it away it seemed from native american the native american people who invented the game and and as i said eventually Time more time passed, and an 1883 uh, touring team from Canada, team made up of Iroquois natives, visited uh, Scotland. And during the tour, uh, it, this promotion, the promotional tour, literature was distributed to the spectators, pointing out the benefits of immigration to Canada. So, like they were, yeah, it was. They were really like just using this thing, the the the, the game of lacrosse for like everything, at the time. And then by the turn of the century, lacrosse was becoming more popular in summer countries. And in 1904 and 1908, lacrosse was played in the Summer Olympics, which I've actually talked about before. Again, the sport grew and grew. Now, before I keep going, uh, I just want to mention a video I got some facts from as well. Um, and it was actually it's on YouTube. You can go out and watch it. It's from the Premier Lacrosse League. It's called Roots, Exploring the History of Lacrosse. It's a great video, very in-depth. I learned a lot from it. Like the quote I uh, said earlier, I just got that from that. I just, so I just want to thank, you know, thank the Premier Lacrosse League for that video and, you know, thank everyone who took part in it uh, just because it really, you know, opened my eyes a lot to the history of the game. And going forward, uh, talking about the history of the cross, the first college cross game was played in 1877. Uh, against Manhattan College and NYU. Eventually, more time passed, and obviously, the sport grew, it grew more and more. And then eventually, we had players who would be considered household names, either for lacrosse or other sports. One that always comes to mind for me is Jim Brown, the great, you know, the great Jim Brown. Uh, I always have to say that when I mention him, because that's what he was great. And you know, obviously, he played for Syracuse and. He was just a pinnacle figure for the sport, I think even more so to this day. He even, Jim Brown was also quoted as once saying that lacrosse is probably the best sport I have ever played, I've ever played, which, you know, that's just, a what what a thing to say. This One of the greatest football players of all time says this about lacrosse. He just, he also stated that there was no publicity, publicity, you had to like it. There was no pressure, just great competition. The attitude of the coaches and players was exceptional. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, though, that I've heard many a times is one where he said, I'd rather play lacrosse six days a week and play and football on the seventh, 
Which is just, it's just, I mean, like, come on. I mean, there's a reason why the PLL MVP award is now named, uh, is named for that man. Just because that's just how great he was. Now, there's countless quotes he had about lacrosse. Those are just my favorites. So I, I'd recommend all of you going to look out, uh, look at, the, like, the rest of them. Because it's just great. Another player that comes to mind who played lacrosse was, uh, uh, that became a household name in another sport was the great Wayne Gretzky. He once stated that uh, he, uh, lacrosse helped him uh, learn how to take checks better. He also talked about how uh, this, he just couldn't wait to play the sport in the spring. And so and you, you notice like these two great players of other sports of lacrosse, just how much they praised the game and loved it. And that, that just brings a lot, you know, just brings a lot to the game in general and just makes you love it even more. Now, I also thought we should talk about the history of box lacrosse as well, since it, you know it is still lacrosse. Obviously, it's a bit of a different version to it, but a sport I st- but obviously a version that I love and many others love as well. Now, the history of box box lacrosse goes as this: it was um, began, it was invented in Canada uh, during the twenties and thirties. Now, obviously, now invented, you know, obviously, you know. I don't know if that's the word some people might want to use because it is still lacrosse. It's just a slightly different version of it, but that's when it began seeing some uh, began like being played in the twenties and thirties. Um, it's not well known like the all the details of it, uh, though the uh, the invention of the game of box lacrosse was attributed to Patty, a man named Patty Brennan. Uh, who was a field lacrosse player and a referee from Montreal? He, I get apparent. So the, it goes that he was annoyed by the constant. Uh, he wanted a faster paced game, um, and he thought like field lacrosse was a little bit on the slower side, which I I can't I find a little odd because I've always considered it one of the fastest games you could play. But um, mainly like I get it had to do with like the the way the ball would go out of bounds and stuff like that, and so. He would experiment with indoor games at the Mont Royal Arena during the early 20s. The sport would eventually be played uh, in uh, in the 1930s, of, uh, with 6v6 games going on in um, in the summer in unused hockey rinks. Uh, Canadians adopted the new version of the sport pretty quickly, and it became very popular. And it actually it got more popular than the original version of lacrosse in Canada. And though the game of box lacrosse was seen with some negativity by some people, then oh, though in 1931 uh, the first professional box lacrosse games were held, uh, that summer the arena owners uh, of the some of the National Hockey League arena owners formed the International Lacrosse League. Featuring, uh, they, they had four teams, the Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> the Montreal Maroons, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Cornwall Colts. And it only uh, lasted about uh, two seasons. Uh, and in the wake of the International Lacrosse League, um, opened the American Box Lacrosse League, uh, featuring that. Now there were six teams for that. Two in New York City, and one, and one each in Brooklyn. Toronto, Boston, and Baltimore. The league played to small crowds on outdoor fields such as like Yankee Stadium and and uh, Fenway Park. 
before closing midway through the inaugural season. Lacrosse was officially declared Canada's national summer sport with the uh, passage of the National Sports Act on May 12, 1994. Just to clarify, I get, obviously I don't know all this stuff off the top of my head. This comes from mostly all Wikipedia and their sources that they used. Uh, One specific uh, is an article called uh, named Lacrosse on Ice Sounds Nice by Don Barry, written in October 18, 2008. I just want to clarify that so I'm not getting in any trouble. I just want to point that out. Uh, and eventually, the the first box lacrosse match conducted in Australia came up about as part of a fundraising appeal to the, uh, Queen Victoria Hospital in Melbourne, which is pretty interesting. The Victorian Lacrosse Association was approached by the appeal committee to stage a lacrosse match as part of the multi-sport carnival. Um, in in this took place in nineteen uh, on July on July first, nineteen thirty-one. After eventually uh, by nineteen thirty-three, box lacrosse matches were being played in Adelaide, Brisbane, and Perth. The, though it wasn't as popular, like it did not t- overtake the traditional version, uh, like it did really in in Canada. Eventually, the, lacrosse, uh, the Canadian Lacrosse Association began sponsoring bots across. In 1932, the Man Cup, uh, the most prestigious lacrosse trophy in Canada, was contended for under box lacrosse rules for the first time. And then, briefly, in 1939, a professional box lacrosse league started up in California, call, California called the Pacific Coast Lacrosse Association. The four-team league also folded shortly after opening. Uh, professional box lacrosse did not return to the United States t- again until 1968 when Portland Adenax and Detroit Olympics franchises played in the National Lacrosse Association, uh, the NLA, a circuit that folded after one summer season. Now, a new professional indoor lacrosse league was created in the 70s, um, and this was the original uh, National Lacrosse League which uh, was founded in 1974, and then it uh, ceased in 1975. And there was um, a total, for that league, there was a total of six teams. Uh, The teams uh, were based with teams in Montreal, Toronto, Rochester, Syracuse, Philadelphia, and Maryland. Rochester moved uh, to Boston, actually, that season, and Syracuse moved to Quebec City. And Toronto moved to Long Island. Thus, by its second year, the original NLL was playing in all major league arenas. The Quebec character Caribous, who were originally the Syracuse Stingers, actually were the only champion of the original NLL. Uh, the league would uh, go under because three, uh, among other reasons, the, uh, three of the teams went bankrupt. So, obviously not, not great. Uh, eventually, uh, uh, there was a rebirth of professional box across in the United States. Um that came on March 13, 1986 with the formation of the Eagle Pro Box Lacrosse League, which was incorporated by Russ Klein and Chris Fritz. Uh, the league originated with four teams, the Philadelphia Wings, the New Jersey Saints, the Washington Wave, and the Baltimore Thunder. And unlike, and they would actually play in the winter, which was, a, you know, kind of a big deal since the main, a good chunk of the stuff was played during the summer. The league eventually uh, rebranded itself to the Major Indoor Lacrosse League, or the MILL, immediately after its inaugural season, and in 1998 it renamed itself again to the NLL, which we know today. In 1998, the NLL entered into the Canadian market with the first team with the Ontario Raiders, although five of 
of the league's nine teams are based in American cities. More than two-thirds of the players are Canadian. Again, the sport just grew and grew, and now we obviously, you know, what we have today. Obviously, teams, like I've said, teams have come and gone. Uh, the teams I stated really technically, well, the, the only one that really exists of those teams I mentioned before are the Philadelphia Wings, even though that was that was technically the original Wings, who obviously disbanded and are now obviously back again, just under different pretenses. But, of course, obviously we've seen other, the MLL had, has, of course, changed a bunch. That was a big deal when that came in, when it came into being in 2001. Um eventually would obviously emerge with the PLL we know now but lacrosse obviously will always continue to grow the history will continue to grow and I think the biggest thing is if you want to play the sport or really watch the sport of lacrosse I think you should know the history of it again I've stated where I got all my information from on this I think I didn't omit some things um, for time constraints so I definitely think anyone listening should go out and look into lacrosse the history of lacrosse themselves in any way shape or form they can obviously read articles uh read look at videos everything because there's such a rich and vibrant history with the sport that you know that i couldn't that you could barely cover in a 20 minute uh, podcast episode so on that note my time is up and like i always say remember to keep your stick high see ya